Open your Bibles, if you would now, to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter number 4. We come now to the verse of Scripture that is so often taken out of context and used to support one's personal desires and interests. Many of you will recognize this verse here in just a moment. Remember, if you would please, that the focus so far in this book has been practical Christian living. Not making the Christian life easier, so to speak, but making it more understandable. And so as we read the book of Philippians, we are to understand now what it is that we ought to do or how we ought to be as a result of Christ in our life. Remember, he is speaking to a church, the church there in Philippi, And he is addressing, being that he's speaking to a church, the saints or those who are born again by the Spirit of God. And so, many misunderstand often the how behind the what. And Paul, I believe, does a wonderful job here, masterful job, of setting out for us to explain, because of this, this is what we ought to do, and here's how. So let's take a look, if you would, at Philippians chapter number 4, and we've been making our way through the first eight verses, but I just want to read verse 5, and if you would read along with me in your Bibles there, let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. The word that you're going to see there that oftentimes has been misconstrued, rearranged, and proclaimed unjustly, is moderation. Many have made false teachings, false doctrines, and false applications because of this. And we want to take a look this morning at what it means to have moderation in a godly sense. Father, bless now the reading of your word. Help us, Father, as we get into your word to see ourselves in its mirror. We pray, Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross, Father, that I would not speak my own words, but that, Father, I would present as the oracle of God. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Before going any further, let's define moderation. In our current culture, um, Moderation kind of brings to mind the idea of living free of extremes. And people say all the time, you have to do all things in moderation. And, and I, I understand what is being said by living life uh, uh, free of extremes, but that's not exactly what is the end definition of it. 
uh, I, I took, took the time to check the Oxford Dictionary, the Webster's Dictionary, and several others, and I wanted to see, just out of curiosity, what exactly this word moderation means. And moderation, what I've, what I've come to find, is moderation is not merely living free of extremes, it is also living within limits. And so many times we say, well, we shouldn't uh, live in an extreme, but what he's saying here is more than just living in extremes, we have to place limits and be willing to place limits on ourselves and have limits placed on us. This is not uh, the idea that, well, uh, you know, everything in moderation, so if that's the case, I guess I can snort cocaine as long as I only do it once a week. That's not what he's talking about. This is a different idea as far as moderation is concerned. Uh, let me give you the, the word here, which is the Greek word, uh, epi-ekis. <laughs> uh, the word uh, is used often, but is only one time translated, moderation. Now, the transliteration would be appropriate. The word would, uh, be, uh, would be transliterated, appropriation or appropriate. Uh, it shows considerateness that examines all the details and renders, renders a gentle action. Let me, let's look at a couple other uh, passages of Scripture. You're welcome to turn there in your Bible if you would, but since we have a list here, I'm going to put them on the, have them put on the screen for you. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3 uh, says, Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. Now, this is Paul writing to Timothy on how a uh, how a deacon or how an elder, how a, a pastor ought to be. These are some of the requirements that are given. And the word that you see there translated as patient is the same word that is used in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5 for moderation. Look at, again in Titus chapter number 3. This is another one of those lists as far as uh, uh, the way the man of God ought to be, ought to behave. To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Uh, also, you see there the word gentle would be that same word that is translated in moderation or patient. Uh, verse uh, James chapter number 3, verse 17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That word again is gentle. Now, you'll see also in First Peter chapter number 2, Verse 18, the Word of God says, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. And so there's that word gentle again. But I want you to also notice something else, because we do have these New Testament words, these uh, Greek words that we find in the New Testament. An interesting one that I came across was in the Septuagint. The Septuagint was the Greek uh, Old Testament during the day of Christ. You would have had the Greek translation of the Old Testament scriptures, similar to what you're carrying around an English translation of a Greek New Testament and Hebrew Old Testament. You had the Septuagint, and the Septuagint uses this same word in Psalm 86, verse 5, for thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. The same Greek word is used there in reference to the Lord being ready to forgive. 
One, uh, one Wycliffe, he translated the word as patient, but Matthew Arnold, he translated as sweet reasonableness. Sweet reasonableness. And so we need to understand what this word moderation simply means. Moderation is a sweet consideration that examines all the details and renders a gentle action. This is what he's talking about when he says, let your moderation be known unto all men. And so does that mean that I, I, I allow a little but don't allow a, a, a lot? That's not what he's talking about. When he says, let your moderation, he's saying, let everyone know you as a reasonable individual. You catch that. I'm not swinging way over here on this side of the pendulum, and I'm not swinging way over here on this side of the pendulum. You know, it, it's, it's sad sometimes to see the extremes that many people go to, and I'm not talking about, uh, my, one of my kids asked me this week, can you, can you worship God too much? No. You cannot worship God too much. Not a possibility to worship God too much. And people say things like, well, you know, you're, you're so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good. And I think one of the examples was given to me, well, what if you just shut yourself in a room all day long and do nothing but pray, read the Bible, and sing? Well, my Bible says, go ye into all the world. And so if I just lock myself in a room, do nothing but pray, read my Bible, and sing, then I am ignoring, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so, am I truly worshiping him with everything? And so, no, this is not talking about those type of extremes. What it's talking about is the vacillating back and forth and quick to anger, uh, and, and then, you know, the idea that I'm, I'm going to snap on this one over here, and then I'm going to be overly loving to this one. I'm going to choose this group of people over that group of people. Moderation is a sweet consideration that examines all the details and renders a gentle action. How many times have you been in a position where perhaps uh, somebody wronged you or, or maybe it was just a, uh, you thought that they had wronged you or maybe somebody said something and you, uh, you, got, you got your knickers in a twist, you know? <laughs> You're just, I can't believe that person would treat me this way. Don't they know me? Don't they, know, don't they understand? And, and we, we get ourselves offended because of something someone else did or said or what have you. We, we need to understand what is, uh, what is going on at that moment. I need to learn to examine the entire situation. And, and oftentimes, when I find myself frustrated, mad, I, I find myself getting upset at somebody, when I take just a minute to examine the situation, completely look at it from every angle, oftentimes I find that I really didn't have any cause for that attitude. <laughs> have you ever had a bad day? Yeah. Uh, not me. <laughs> Every day in my life is the better roasted. <laughs> yeah. Come on over, spend the day with me, and I'll show you what a bad day can be like. And you're like, well, just spending the day with you is the bad day. <laughs> no, you've had bad days, and you've said things to people before that you wished you had not said. 
You've looked at people before the way you wished you had not looked at them. You've made comments that were misunderstood. You've had reactions that you go, ah, oh, you know, I probably shouldn't have said it this way. I probably should. Man, I've walked away from many, uh, many a conversation thinking to myself, if only I had said it this way, then this would not be a problem today. If you're susceptible to that, so is the person that offended you. Let your moderation be known unto all men simply means that I take everything into consideration. <laughs> Man, this waitress is horrible at her job. Well, you never know what's going on in her life. Man, I, did you see the way that that clerk treated me? I just want, I, I walked into the gas station. This is a true story, by the way. Walk into the gas station. Uh, do you have a public restroom I can use? No, restrooms are only for paying customers. The hose is in my car. <laughs> I'm going to pay, but unless you want a mop to be brought out, I think we need to hurry this along. The restroom's only for paying customers. Give me that Zagnut and we'll call it even. But you start walking away going, that jerk. I, I, this could have been an emergency situation. This could have been, I mean, what if, what if I had to take my insulin or something at that moment? I just wanted a private place and you kept me from getting to, jerk. You know, that's, that's not moderation. That's the exact opposite. Let's take a look at something, if you would. Keep your hand here in Philippians. Go back with me to 1 Corinthians. No, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians. Keeping your hand in Philippians. I want to compare two things. Look at 2 Corinthians, chapter number 10. And let's compare a couple, a couple things here to see an example of this. Verse number 1 of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 simply says this, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness. There's that same word again. Same Greek word. Meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. Now can we compare something here? Go to now, Philippians chapter 2. Go to Philippians chapter 2. This was our key verse in Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, verse 5. You see it? Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. What kind of a mind? A gentle mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, the one who makes sure every, every waitress in the state of Ohio knows, don't let my glass go empty. No, 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 no. The one who every gas station attendant uh, uh, makes sure to know that I'm a paying customer whether they think I am or not. No. Gentle. Gentle. This is the mind of Christ. 
As we went through Philippians chapter 2, we saw that on display, the mind of Christ. What was the mind of Christ? Looking there, continuing in in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and hath given him a name which is above every name. I want you to notice what he does. This gentle man humbled himself, became obedient unto the cross for you. This gives us a beautiful picture of what it truly means when it says, let your moderation. How was Jesus' moderation known unto all men? Jesus' moderation was seen. He demonstrated it when he set aside his own rights for your benefit. His gentleness proved on the cross. Uh, look, look at what this, what this shows here. Because not only what is moderation, we need to understand when do I show moderation? When do I show? Note first who Paul is addressing. He says, my brethren, over and over again through this epistle, he is addressing the believers. He, anyone who claims to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit is expected, catch that, they are expected to reveal this attitude no exceptions. I, when I read this verse here in, in Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 5, let your moderation be known unto all men. I don't see it as a suggestion. I see it as a statement. Let your moderation. Now, I want you to understand, too, with that passing, he says, let it. He is assuming that it is there. Someone may say, well, I'm just, I'm just not a very gentle person. That's just my makeup. Not if you are born again by the Spirit of God. Well, I'm just, I, that's just not my style. That's not my nature. You're right. That's your old nature. But if Christ has taken that and has passed away and you have become a new Christian, your nature is to be the nature of the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, empowering you to be gentle. So let it be seen. Quit hiding it. This is what Paul's talking about. And so the what, we've already seen, and now the when, always. Let your moderation be known to the people at church, but the people at work don't have to see it. (laughs) No. No. That's some different translation there. (laughs) Those are words been added. Well, let your moderation be known to the people in your immediate circle, but the ones that you don't know when you're visiting another city, it's okay, you can be a jerk to them. No. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Well, let your moderation be known to the ones who treat you the same way, but the people who treat you with disrespect, you're allowed to treat them with disrespect. I love that three-letter word, all. It takes away every excuse. 
Do you see it? Let your moderation be known unto all. I love it. Three-letter word that just kicks every single one of my excuses. Yeah, I'll show them kindness, but they got to show me. They got to earn my respect. They got to earn my kindness. They got to earn. Nope. No, they don't. At minimum, at minimum, we should show this gentleness toward the brethren. But it should be seen by all. Bengel says of this, unto all men, heathen as well as the Christian. What did, what did Jesus say in John 13, 35? He says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Jesus is not concerned with you showing love for the person that, you, that is easy to love. Jesus is not concerned with you showing gentleness to the person who is gentle with you. Jesus is concerned with everybody. All. The Bible tells us that He is the Savior of all men, especially those that believe. Why? Well, Paul gives us that reason here. Take a look with me, if you would, in the same verse. Verse number 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Well, why should I? Because the Lord is at hand. And that ought to be enough. The Lord is at hand. What other reason do I need? <laughs> uh, one of my last jobs, I was managing an ice skating rink. And uh, it was uncanny. If you've ever been in a managerial position, you, you, you know what I'm about to tell you. You walk in, you've, you've been away, and there's been a whole full shift of people going on, and then you walk into the room, and everybody starts looking busy. It's like for some reason, you know, there's never a mess until right before you walk in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the boss is here, get a broom and dustpan. Oh, just sweeping, just sweeping. Man, this place, <laughs> there must have been a bus come through. Yeah, whole group of people through here. If we're going to do that for our bosses, do we not understand that the Lord is at hand always? So, I mean, at the very least, we should have enough self-respect to understand that the boss is standing over top of us. At the very least. Now, please understand me, that is like the bare minimum of self-respect. And it is even less than that of respect of Him. Well, I better do it because God's watching me. God's what? Please understand something. That's not what this passage is trying to encourage. Don't get that idea. If your mind goes straight to the fact that, well, I've got to do it because if I don't do it, God's standing there and He's going to spank me if I don't do it, and I better do it. If that's what's going on in your mind, I'm sorry, my friend, you do not know my Christ. Catch what is being said at this stage. There's a few ideas in this that we can look at. One, Jesus may return at any moment. And this world needs 
him. So before I think that there's some cosmic killjoy standing in the clouds ready to kick me if I don't do it right, I need to understand that there's a loving God and an adoring Savior who wants to know His creation, wants them to know Him, and I need to be acting a certain way so that I can present the gospel to them. Good luck trying to present the gospel to someone you just chewed out. (laughs) And I'm going to go, here I am at the the restaurant, and I'm sitting there with my family, and the poor little waitress who's had a rough day comes along, and she dumps tea all over my lap, and I look at her and go, you moron, Jesus loves you. Hey, hey, my, my cup's empty over here. Hey, cup's empty. Hey, honey, we got a track we can leave this poor girl. Yeah, like she's going to read anything you got to give her. The Lord is at hand. At any moment's notice, we could be out of here. Does it bother you that there are people that do not know Him? Let's look at another one. Having the mind of Christ, let us set aside ourself for the benefit of others. Understand something. Our Lord does not bounce from extreme to extreme to extreme. Neither should we. Jesus' awful day of judgment is approaching. Catch this. Jesus' awful day. Now, I say awful because it is full of awe. It is something that we ought to respect and we ought to reverence. It is something that we ought to take note of. That Christ, there's coming a day where you, my friend, and I will stand before God and give an account for what we did with Jesus. I love my Father. I love my Father. And if you have a relationship with your Father, as I have with mine, you will probably say the same, I love my Father. But I'm going to tell you right now, as much as I love my Father, you've met my Father, I feared my Father. Not because I was afraid of what He would do to me, but because I realized who He was to me. Many people don't have a healthy reverence and a healthy fear of the Lord. But having the mind of Christ, we learn to set aside ourself, just as Jesus did, for the benefit of others. Catch this for just a moment, if you would, please. As I go through and I look at this moderation, this idea of letting my moderation be known, there's one other aspect to the Lord is at hand. Do you realize that Jesus, in His final words to His disciples, said, Lo, I am with you. Always. Always. 
Pastor, you don't know this person. No, but I know Jesus. And I know that if He's with me always, He will be there helping me. Show gentleness toward the least deserving individual you will ever know. Well, Pastor, you don't know the issues that I have to deal with on a regular basis. I don't have to know the issues you deal with on a regular basis. Because I know Him. And I know whom I've believed. And I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that my God holds me in the palm of His hand. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that if I am held in the palm of His hand, there's nothing I can do to lose His love. I know that if I'm held in the palm of His hand, that there's nothing that will remove me from His power. I know that if I'm held in the palm of His hand, there's nothing that will separate me from the ability to show gentleness. Because I have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in me, which gives me the ability to be loving, joyful, peaceful, Gentle. (laughs) Now let it be known. You have moderation. But are you employing it? Are you letting it be seen? Are you quick to move from one extreme to the other? Or understand, having the mind of Christ, we quit thinking about ourselves. And back to the idea of what moderation really is. Moderation is seeing what others need over what I think I deserve. But I don't deserve that kind of disrespect, Pastor. No, Jesus didn't deserve what he got either. But I don't deserve that type of treatment, Pastor. You're right. Neither did he. But guess what? That doesn't matter. Because I see not what I think I deserve, but I see what they need instead. And that person that is spitting vile at you, They need Jesus. The person who is treating you like a piece of garbage needs Jesus. The person who is is, uh, choosing to lead somebody in a direction contrary to Christ does not need you to beat them over the head. They need Christ. That boss that is unsaved and is is treating all the Christians in uh, in the employment like lesser individuals, doesn't need your argumentation, but needs Jesus. So let your moderation be known unto all men. For the Lord is at hand. Our Father, we...
come before You, Lord. Realizing, Father, that You and You alone deserve our attention. Father, I ask, Lord, that that we would have the mind of Christ. That we would examine ourselves to see if we are living out the peace that passes all understanding. So, Father, we pray, Lord, that You would speak to our hearts this morning. Work in us to be better and more like You. It's in Your Son's name we pray. Amen.